you can't give what you don't have. So you shouldn't put yourself under a load of guilt over what you don't have. You need to examine what am I gonna do with what I do have? From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott. As always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church, and we would like to interact with you about these discussions. So please leave a comment right below this video or interact with us on social media. And then lastly, go to the iTunes podcast section for us and please leave us a review. Pastor, money sometimes is a sensitive issue in the church. Not only that the church even has money, but what they do with it and even how much people in the church should give to the church for the ministries. Mm. In the Old Testament, we know that there is a tithe required as, as part of the law for the people of Israel to give. And that tithe is a tenth, a 10% of their income. Mm. Uh, the question we have, and this comes from online, is is the tithe a requirement for New Testament Christians now in light of what Christ has done? Mm. What does the New Testament say? And what about somebody who maybe would like to give to the church, but they're uh, it would put them in financial straits or they are in a difficult situation financially where they really can't give something mm. monetarily to the church. What would be your answer to those questions? Well, as you said, um, you know, when we think of the tithe, we're talking about a tenth. But when you look at what was required of God's people under the old covenant, all, all the various times they're called to uh, bring offerings and that sort of thing, it actually amounts to more than a tenth that mm. they were required to bring, somewhere around 30%. So, um, and, and we're talking about an agrarian culture, so it's not just bringing money. It's, mm -hmm. It has to do with crops and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. uh, and the short answer is, when I look at the New Testament, I don't see that command uh, given to the church. Mm -hmm. uh, the tithe is, was, was something under the Old Covenant. It's not something that is repeated for the church in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. But having said that, um, it's not surprising because God's nature never changes when what we find under the new covenant resembles or is somewhat similar to what we find under the old covenant. So uh, though we're not under the command to tithe, some of the principles that you find in the tithe are still repeated in the New Testament for mm -hmm. the kind of giving we're to engage in. So mm -hmm. for example, um, the tithe was to be something that was offered from a heart of worship. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. never to be just you know, something you did out of a sense of duty, but something you did out of genuine worship for God. Mm. Um, well, the giving that we do in the New Testament uh, era is giving that's to be expressive of our love for God, our worship uh, mm. toward Him. That hasn't changed. Uh, a tithe was proportional. So uh, what a tenth was for, for one person wasn't the same as what mm. a tenth was for another. That's true. And when you come to the New Testament and you ask, you know, what should characterize our giving, it's still proportional. Uh, as we'll see in a moment, I'm gonna read some verses here from 2 Corinthians chapter eight. Um, so motivated by the grace of God, heart of worship, love for God, mm. and our giving is to be proportional. Um, you could also say that under the old covenant, giving was to be sacrificial in nature. Mm. Uh, you were to bring your best. You were to bring the first fruits of that which uh, God gave to you. And when you look at New Testament giving, uh, the same principle is there, that, that we give something that uh, <clears throat> reflects our best, not, not throwaways, not leftovers out of our lives, but that which, which uh, we give because we want to honor God. Mm -hmm. um, so, so principles um, you know, are, are similar. Let me just read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter eight. Paul is, 
encouraging the Corinthians in light of the giving of, of Macedonian Christians. And he says, we want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. And he's gonna talk about giving. What's interesting is he's really giving a grace testimony. This, mm. I wanna tell you about what, what the so grace of God us. produced, mm. exactly. Mm. Uh, for in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. So the sacrificial nature of their giving is seen in the fact that what the Macedonian Christians gave, they gave right in the midst of severe affliction and in the midst of extreme poverty. So I mean, it cost them something in terms of what they gave, mm -hmm. but they gave out of an abundance of joy. Mm -hmm. So this is from a heart. It's a worship heart. It's a worshipful heart, yeah. exactly. Um, he says, for they gave according to their means. So there's the proportionality of it. They, they gave in, in accordance, in some way their giving reflected what they had. Mm -hmm. You can't give what you don't have. Uh, as I can testify, he says, and beyond their means, sacrificial again, mm -hmm. of their own accord, there was a willingness in it, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. Mm -hmm. So there's love for not only God, but love for God's people. This particular offering had to do with relieving mm -hmm. poor Christians in Jerusalem. Okay. So, so you, you see the similar, similarity in, in the principles mm -hmm. in the tithe and in uh, New Testament giving. So no, we're not under the command to tithe. However, if we think about giving being planned, mm -hmm. and, and there's some other verses that deal with this, our giving should be planned, it should be regular, it should be proportional, it mm -hmm. should be sacrificial, it should be out of a heart of worship. These are the, the sorts of principles that run through New Testament giving. Now, that leads to your second question, and that was, what about when uh, our resources are tight? Right. Um, what, would, what kind of advice would I give? Well, a few thoughts. One, um, you can't give what you don't have. Hmm. So you shouldn't put yourself under a load of guilt over what you don't have. You need to examine, what am I gonna do with what I do have? Right. That's good. Second, I would think, um, I, I would advise someone, what decisions are you making in, in your management of money that has restricted what you can do in response to the desires God has placed in your heart to give. Every believer desires to honor God with giving. I, I trust that, mm -hmm. especially as we're instructed more and more with God's word. Our, our desire to, to give will grow. But unfortunately, we make financial decisions that sometimes it puts us in a place that we can't give the way we want to. Mm -hmm. So incurring um, great, great amounts of debt, mm -hmm. Um, or frivolous spending, you know, we get our paycheck and then we just go out and we blow it mm -hmm. on all sorts of things. And then when it comes time, the opportunity is there to give, mm -hmm. I don't have it. So I would say that, that if you want to, A, you can't give what you don't have, but you can begin to make decisions so that you can have more to give. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage people to begin to think that way. What decisions can we make that would allow us to give more? Mm -hmm. uh, also in terms of what you already have, uh, you can begin to restrict your, your, yourself in certain areas to have more to give. So if you're gonna go out to eat um, this evening, even at, a, at a, you know, a hamburger place, you're gonna pay $10, $12, $8, $10 per, per person. What if you stayed at home mm -hmm. and uh, cooked something and it didn't cost you that much? Well, there's money you can give now that you, you would have spent on yourself. So, so I would say, um, don't put yourself under a load of guilt in terms of what you can't give, mm -hmm. but begin to think and plan in such a way that you can fulfill the desires of, of your heart, desires that God has placed there. 
for you to be able to, to give to ministry? So that makes me think about a couple follow-up questions, but basically what you're saying is, is I think what Paul says later on in 2 Corinthians 9, he says something to the effect of everyone should give as they are able, not give under compulsion, right. and that God loves a cheerful giver. So and what you're exactly. saying is that even when we're in financial straits, we can obey what Paul is instructing us to do there. Absolutely, and he also says to the Corinthians that he wanted them to lay something in store every week. So their giving was, yeah. was to be planned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as you say, it's, it's to be cheerful, hmm. joyful. Yeah. I, I want to give. And I think that's where <clears throat> believers need to examine themselves. What's going on in my heart if I don't desire to give? Mm. What's going on in my life if I don't find that desire? If I'm absolutely pleased not to give something, mm-hmm. you know, week after week, month after month, but I spend all this money on myself. Mm-hmm. What is really going on in my heart? That's good. So, what about um, Paul says? I think in the same passage, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he says something to the effect of, "Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully." Mm-hmm. Is that does it have to do with the amount one gives, or is it what you're saying? It has to do with their heart posture before the Lord. Both. Maybe both? I I think both. I think it does have to do with the heart posture, but then the heart posture, how how does it get manifested? Well, it it is going to get manifested in things like sacrifice. Mm -hmm. If I really want to give, then, I mean, you think about the Macedonians. They're begging for the favor of participating in this offering. That that indicates that at some level, Paul must have thought it almost unwise, right? Mm-hmm. Slow down there, I, you know, can you do this? Well, they're begging for the favor to be able to participate. They saw it as, as a privilege to mm-hmm. give. Mm-hmm. And he says they gave not only according to their means, but beyond their beyond. means. Yeah. So I think it gets reflected in both ways. It is a, a desire to give, but it's also reflected then in sacrificial giving. So it, mm-hmm. d- it does show up in, in the amount. Not amount compared to somebody else, mm-hmm. but amount compared to what um, I would give if I didn't have that kind of desire. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What do you think, what are the priorities of a church in receiving the offerings from the congregation? What, what, how should the church use the money? Well, you, you use it for ministry, obviously, but, but um, <clears throat> that's something that the elders of the church are charged with, they're, t- they're tasked with thinking through, and mm-hmm. praying about. So obviously the ministry of the Word of God is the priority in the life of the church. Uh, Everything we do in shepherding people, everything we do in evangelism, everything we do in missions work, Mm -hmm. everything we do even in the ministry of music, it revolves around truth. Mm -hmm. The church is the pillar and support of the truth in this world. So whatever monies we're spending, we need to ask, is this advancing the cause of the truth? Mm -hmm. And I just wonder when we examine our church and other local churches, Mm -hmm. You know, are, are we really examining ourselves by that standard? Okay. Does this advance truth? Mm-hmm. Now that even gets to you know nice facilities, um, not not luxurious facilities, but mm-hmm. facilities that make it yeah. um, easy to do ministry or easier to do ministry. That's still in, in for the cause of truth. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a place for people to sit. You've got to have right. you know. Um, sound equipment and video equipment if you do that sort of thing to be able to get the message out. Mm-hmm. But this is still an investment in the truth. Mm-hmm. So there's the priority. And it, and it seems that even when Paul is taking up this offering and he's bringing it back to the poor saints in Jerusalem, that is part of the cause of truth. This is the implications of, I guess, the gospel truth in that church. It is, and you even have to ask, how did the Jerusalem saints, how were they impoverished? 
Mm, yeah. And I think there was a twofold answer for that, and that, that maybe a threefold answer. I think economic conditions at that time in history mm-hmm. were rough in that part of the world. That was one explanation. The other explanation is there's evidence they were being persecuted. Yeah. yeah. And, and so there, there's some of the reason that they were poor. But another reason was on the day of Pentecost, thousands of people were converted. And at that particular moment, there's one church in the world. And mm-hmm. some of these pilgrims wanted to stay there. Mm-hmm. And so people literally divested themselves of what they had right. to be able to meet the needs of others. Well, now they were in need. Yeah. So it was for the cause of truth that these people were impoverished. And now, now we have the opportunity, these other churches, right, to help them in their time of need. And Paul even talks about the reciprocal nature of giving. So right now, God may use you to meet a need in someone mm-hmm. else's life, mm-hmm. and they in turn will meet your need later on. Mm-hmm. This happens in the life of God's people all the time. So. That's in the interest of truth as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question. <clears throat> I've sometimes talked with people in the church that will say, I'm giving my tithe, not directly, or tithe offering, right. not directly to the church, say, in the offering plate, but I'm doing something here or there for the church, maybe investing some income in maybe a church's need or maybe somebody in the church. Is that a faithful representation of, of Paul's uh, exhortation? Well, something that I've, I see in the New Testament is, is something that's striking to me is how often the giving of God's people was actually submitted to the leaders of the church. Okay. Yeah. So I think about Ananias and Sapphira, mm-hmm. you know, when they're yeah. struck dead. Where were those offerings being brought? Well, the Bible says they were laying those offerings at the feet of the, the apostles. Mm-hmm. So they were entrusting the use of those funds to the leaders of the church. Um, when you think about this offering that Paul is gathering from among the churches, mm-hmm. well, Paul and some representatives from the church, you know, church-appointed representatives, they were carrying this offering. Mm-hmm. They were going to be in charge of distributing this offering. Yep. So people gave their money, and then if I could say it this way, they took their hands off of it. They mm-hmm. entrusted it to yeah. God. They entrusted it That's to good. those leaders. So I'm a little concerned about someone who views their giving as something that they need to be in complete control of. Mm. When, when I view what I see in the New Testament, I, I, I think God's plan is his church. If you ask, what is God's plan for reaching the world? Mm-hmm. It is his church. What is God's plan for discipling believers? It is his church. And so the primary way we honor God with our giving is in and through his church. That will involve trusting leaders mm. to rightly administer that, that money. Yeah. And uh, if you don't have those kinds of leaders, then you're probably in the wrong church. Thanks for joining us again for the Straight Truth Podcast. We're releasing episodes every week on every Thursday. So if you'd like to receive those episodes, just subscribe to one of our social media channels. You can find all those channels and all the details about this podcast at our website, straighttruth.net. And do us a favor, go to the iTunes podcast section and leave us a review. Also, just go to the YouTube section, leave a comment there for us, something you'd like us to discuss, and subscribe to our channel. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.